So we have uh, the straight pride parade that is now uh, everybody in California, I guess, is up in arms about it. Um, We also have uh, the transgender uh, people uh, and the... (laughs) And, you seem and comfortable. Drag, well, I'm not because I don't. I'm trying to remember what exactly is, uh, and then also the the is it? it can I what, say what's the letter? Q. Oh gosh, don't say that. No, oh, not no. questioning. You're not allowed. The to other say, Q. The other Q. I don't think you say it in the frame of a Bravo show, and I think you can say it. Queer eye, Harry. You okay. look beautiful in that dress. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm, I know you're supposed to say it. No, it's not uh, like you're on a Bravo show. I'm saying the <laughs> oh. title. If you were to say "queer eye" for the straight guy, yeah, then no, that's it's okay. not. It's not that cue either. It's another cue. There's another cue. Yeah, think drag racing and Great Britain. Oh, Queen. Oh, the band. I, I did not say. You're talking about not. the one Bohemian Rhapsody. I anyway, saw that movie. we have the, we have people uh, laying on top of them. Kids laying on top of them in the libraries. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and you know the trans activist uh, Jessica Yaniv. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there's some victims in uh, her past. But we're going to start with something just totally normal: the body part chop shop mm. that they just broke up in Arizona. It's a fun Friday in America. On planet Earth. I just want to remind you, you're still here in America. <laughs> and this is planet Earth, strangely. All coming up in one minute. This is the Glenbeck Program. So if you're anything like me, have you ever pondered and, and wondered, just pause to wonder just how much time you spend every day just sitting? You're driving the kids to school, driving to work, sitting at your desk, watching YouTube videos while you're supposed to be working, losing circulation in your legs in the restroom as you engage in a 40-minute debate on Facebook, driving back from work to pick up the kids from school, driving home, and then finally sitting in your favorite armchair in front of the TV wondering, how exactly am I so tired? Sounds like you could benefit from the luxurious comfort of an X-chair. Yes, once you feel the X-chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support, you'll understand why Stu and I, perhaps the laziest men in America, love it so much. X-chairs on sale now for $100 off. Just go to visit xchairbeck.com right now. It's xchairbeck.com, or you can call them at 844-4X-CHAIR. I I really urge you to go to xchairbeck.com right now. Use the promo code XWHEELS, because if you order, then you're going to get a free set of X-Wheels with your chair. I mean, they'll come with wheels, but these are the upgrade, and they're great. Um, And just see the X basic and the X one through X four, how many different ways you can make that chair yours. I just live for a day when we're all in those supermarket scooters. And we're just in chairs with the fat just dripping over the arm rails of the chairs. Mm. That is that is quite a future we're looking at. <laughs> anyway, xchairbeck.com, xchairbeck.com. 
You know, Glenn, before we get into all this, we mm-hmm. should point out that this is a pretty big day. This is a pretty big day today. Pretty big day. Huge day. Huge day. A historic day. Historic. That's right. All uh, right. That's right. We have uh, a little a little song here we'd like to to give you, Glenn, to commemorate this wonderful day. Do we have that ready? What day is it? Do we have that ready? The song, the first song. What, what day is it? Do we have it? <laughs> we don't know. Do we have it? Oh, here we go. This will oh, celebrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go now. Happy racist anniversary to you. <laughs> you went on Fox News and called the president a racist. Happy 10 year racist anniversary. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, Thank you. everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Anthony Newitt, I'm guessing, uh, yes. behind the piano. It's, and it uh, is your 10 oh, years. Oh, my gosh. And there's cake and hats. Cake and hats. Oh. We didn't want to get white hats because it would look like a KKK hood. <laughs> We didn't think that was a good idea. Yeah, they are pointy hats. I don't know if the silver is and a it's balloon. Slightly it's, better. Uh, uh, it's fantastic. It is your 10-year racist anniversary. technically okay. Sunday, 10 years ago. 10 years uh, ago. You uh, went yeah. on Fox News and called President Obama a racist. Congratulations. I was the first. Glenn. I was a trendsetter. You sir were, Glenn. Uh, 10 years. Who can believe? Nobody was calling anyone the president in, mm. in the Oval Office a racist. Yeah, try to get the balloons away from the candles, please. Thank you. Now everybody is doing it. Okay, okay. So, so, Glenn, you know, ten years. Who can who can believe it's yeah. been that long? But it's true. Sunday will be exactly ten years since you went on Fox News and called then President Obama a racist. Oh wow! <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's been a look at that. A happy racist anniversary. Yes, Glenn. It says that on the cake. With uh, shockingly, we had to do that one custom. The cake shop would not do it for. <laughs> <laughs> Stunningly. Really? Could not. we sue them and make money? Oh, my gosh. That's right. You're yes. supposed to make every cake for every person. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Well, let's take a moment here as you blow out the candles, Glenn, and look back at what that moment. What am I moment. wishing for? What am I wishing for? What am I wishing for? I can't say it out loud or it won't come true. Ooh, that's right. <gasps> oh, it's all over your face. It was death, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's look you back. You said it out loud. Now it won't happen. In 2009, here's Glenn Beck on the Fox News Channel. You better get that uh, ready because uh, to do this because on Thursday night, 6 o'clock at the White House, they're going to have a beer fest. is unbelievable. Why? That is unbelievable. Why? Yeah, why? For a teaching lesson? Or some sort of a, some sort of a, who needs to learn what here? This president, I think, has exposed himself as a guy over and over and over again who has a deep-seated hatred for white people or the white culture. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, Uh-oh. but you, you can't sit Shouldn't in a pew that. with Jeremiah Wright for 20 years hmm. and not hear some of that stuff and not have it wash over. What kind of president of the United States immediately jumps on the police just like what kind of president would ever say, oh, well, yeah, well, he's black. Of course he was breaking into the house. You'd never do that. You'd never do that. Right. Hmm. He wanted to address this. Now, 
Now they're going to have a beer? That's obscene. You can't say he doesn't like white people. David Axelrod's white. Rahm Emanuel's his chief of staff are white. There's, I think 70% of the people that we see every day are white. Robert Gibbs is white. I'm not, I'm not saying that he doesn't like white people. I'm saying he has a problem. He has a... This guy is, I believe, uh -oh. a racist. Oh, no. Look at the way... Look at, look at the things that he has been surrounded by. His, give us well, some of his new, aside from this. Let's give it. Let's give his new, uh, his new uh, green jobs are. The guy is, again, black liberation theology, a black nationalist um, who is mm -hmm. also an avowed communist. Come, he comes in and he puts that guy in. Well, wait a minute. How many people with this kind of philosophy do you need to have in your life okay. before we start to say, show me your friends and I'll show you your peep, your your uh, your future? Right. Mm -hmm. There you go. Glad Thank you. Thank you. Where's Ten years ago. Ten years applause. ago today. Please clap. Please clap. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. The Jeff Bush please clap moment. So thank you very much, and we uh, we hope you're a good. I age. feel so special. I didn't know this was coming. <laughs> I I really I'd like did. to thank the Academy uh, for this for this moment. Uh, well, Glenn, you know it's been an entire decade, and we can we can stop the music now. Stop playing, stupid orchestra. It's been an entire decade now, Glenn. Oh, this sounds. Wait a minute. This sounds like. This sounds like a heartfelt moment. Oh, Do we yeah. have any heartfelt music? Can the orchestra I play think there anything? Is a, a slower. There is a slower bed in there. There is a slow. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I'm starting to feel a little bit emotional about this anniversary because you cared enough to bring this to me, and I didn't even know. I, it's an anniversary, sure, that I celebrate every year, but I didn't know anybody else was thinking that. <laughs> well, this is a big one, Glenn. It's yes. it's been an entire decade since you bravely broke new ground and ushered in an era where it's completely okay to call the president a racist. Yeah, don't clap. No, no you can clap for that. That was great. Uh, people are excited. In fact, even people who were then critical of your important historic act at the time have today recognized your brilliance. And let's look at some of their work, some of it from back then and some of it from today. I'm not saying that he doesn't like white people. I'm saying he has a problem. He has a, this guy is, That's I believe, a racist. Glenn back in the news. How is it possible that this guy can sit on national television and call the president of the United States a racist? Mm. This president sees everything through a, uh, a racial prism now and may even have his own racist beliefs. I wish we would just then stop this. Glenn Beck and people like that need to stop this. The notion that now. Donald Trump it reinforces his animus, his racially uh, driven animus, his racism that he demonstrates it over and over again from the Oval Office. Throwing out the R word, then, the racist word, and some other words are conversation stoppers. We're never going to get past the point where the Glenn Becks of the world will just hurl that out at people. What more now, do we need to see or hear from this racist man? Not only is he racist, uh, he is an embarrassment. These are the tea partiers. Then, These are the birthers. Yes. This is the narrative. But, they want but, the man to fail. Yes. And now they're labeling, hey, but, 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 he's a racist. But, but, but. but it doesn't make what he said any less no. ignorant or any less racist. Not racial, not racially charged, racist. So as long as Glenn Beck is out there calling the president a racist or anyone then, else a racist, we're never going to get past this point of constantly reacting to racial flare-ups. Do you think President Trump no. is a racist? I think he is a racist. Mm, I see it with both then. Glenn Beck and with Rush Limbaugh. These guys with really suspect racial feelings and perceptions are projecting their own hate mm. and their own divisiveness. And it's the same sentiment, no. Chris. And it's something that 
virtually everyone recognized right away it is racism it's such a blunt <laughs> object of, of racism when you when you say racism it's a it's a big charge oh it's a, it's a huge it's, i find it awful i i think you have to be very careful with it and then secondly there's the no. racial angle i don't think there's any getting away from the color of people from norway as opposed to people coming from haiti africa i think a lot of that is then uh, simple grandstanding making outrageous statements provocateur uh, going back refuse to show no. any moral courage when it comes to standing up to the racist comments made by the president of the United States. I can't even believe it, first of all. Uh, Glenn Beck owes the president an apology. He owes the American people an apology. And now if we take this now, additional, very clear racist thing, he's an evil man. This is an <laughs> insult to our democracy, then. our way of life. The president of the United States now. is racist. <laughs> Just in from Glenn Beck, Obama's a racist. Then. It gets worse every day, and the worst part is that people are getting paid to say this kind of stuff. Not since now. Woodrow Wilson showed birth of a nation in the White House has an American president been so flagrant in his racial messaging <laughs> as this one. But I also think it's worth then. pointing out that you weren't just talking about Barack Obama and calling him a racist. You were calling the president of the United States. So you were basically being oblivious or dismissive of the position that he holds and the integrity that comes along with it. You wouldn't say that about anybody else. You'd be highly reluctant to do so. Of course, this is about race. When it comes to questioning the intelligence of no. folks, he reserves that for folks from the minority community. Now, why would he do that? Of course, race has something to do with it. I hate giving someone then. who says something like that any more attention. Mm -hmm. Outrageous is one way of putting it. I would say irresponsible. If you put Haiti next now. to Norway, as Donnie said, is a black and white issue, the way the president laid it out yesterday. If someone on the left then. had called George Bush a racist on TV, would we be throwing our hands up? Would we be so outraged? Yes. Would we demand yeah. an apology? Yes. We would. I would. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would. They all agreed. They would. <laughs> they would. Wow. Oh, looking my gosh. Back. Oh, it's been an amazing 10 years. Mm. I, I want to thank Jesus. Uh, I want to thank my family. Uh, and I want to thank my, well, I was about to say my clan, but I don't mean it that way. I, I mean, my family members, my extended oh, okay. family members. Your kin? Might be a kin. better that might be a better, kin, okay. better way to go. I knew it started with a K. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You want to take a one-minute break, and we'll come back with more from your... Oh, there's more? Oh, there's oh even more. Oh, my gosh. This is so special. <laughs> I feel so honored on my 10th happy racist-versary. <laughs> That's great. More to come. Thank you, Stu. This means the world to me. <laughs> All right. Something that has been coming up in the news uh, quite a bit lately and something which you need to be concerned about, apparently, is whether or not your ancestors were slaveholders. I mean, you know, I realize this wasn't a thing before, but it's a thing now. I mean, how in the world are you supposed to be ashamed, uh, you know, of yourself if you don't know if your ancestors owned slaves or not? Good news is the answer is pretty simple. If you're a human being, the chances hover somewhere around eh, about 100 percent. How can you be sure? How can you how can you know how much intersectional guilt that you bear through the generations? Well, luckily, 23andMe is here. When you get your health and ancestry service kit from 23andMe, you'll not only be able to take a closer look at your lineage and maybe root out a sinner or two, but you'll also be able to take a better look at your own health. 
Sure, it may not matter what you, you know, might get in the future if you're beaten in the streets because, you know, somewhere down the road, somebody did something bad. Order your health and ancestry kit now at 23andMe.com slash Beck. Meet your genes in 125 personalized genetic reports. To better know who you are, you need to know where you came from, and you need to know what your body, where your body is taking you. That's the number 23andMe.com slash Beck. Do it now. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. There's more. There is more. You might ask yourself, what more could we do? Well, I certainly don't know. (sighs) Well, Glenn, to be clear, welcome back to the 10th annual Glenn Beck Racist Versary Spectacular. Wow. Yes. Why doesn't anyone clap when I there, there we go. Thank you. It's Thank a delay. You. It's a very big auditorium. It is. They're all there. Ha- the first thousand rows are empty. Uh, so <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wanted to get too close to the stage. <laughs> We're going to be smashing watermelons later on. But first, uh, here we go with, uh, you know, Glenn, as we celebrate your 10th. I noticed you picked watermelons, you racist. Oh, my God. That's right. I didn't even think of that. Wow. See, it's you've ushered in a spectacular age of accusing people of racism. It's been something... That I think is you're going to look back on in your career and be very proud of. Uh, oh, I you know I already am. Your groundbreaking me. achievements have not just made it okay mm-hmm. to call the president a racist, but yes. today, just ten years later, it's encouraged. In fact, if you're a journalist back in the day, you used to not insert your opinions into such matters, but now it's required of you as a journalist to call the president a racist, and that, my friend, is your true legacy. Yes, <laughs> it is. You. No, that's how it's people are going to remember you, I promise. Thank Let's you. look back at just a small sampling of the era you, sir, are completely responsible for ushering <laughs> Wait in. Wait a minute. I Tonight, the great national debate about is Donald Trump a racist mm. appears to be over. Mm. This is a guy who is worse than a racist. Do you think Donald Trump <laughs> is a racist? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. That is pure racism. Half of Americans find the president of the United States to be racist. This is full on racist. He has said many racist things. It is mm. so racist and so offensive. Straight up racist. Donald Trump talks like a racist, thinks like a racist. This guy is an outright overt flagrant racist. Yeah, he's a racist. He is a racist through and through. It's racist and xenophobic playbook. It's old school racism minus the school. Nobody wants to go work for a racist. He's a racist. Call him the racist he is. His history of racism. Today, President Trump is not backing away from his stunningly racist attack on a group of minority members of Congress. The president is a racist, and he is a demagogue. That is just a fact. You have said a lot of racist things. That kind of racism is coming from the president's Twitter feed. An overt racist exactly like his father. Donald Trump, what's it say? I think he's a racist. So you definitely would agree that he's a racist. I do. Yeah, slightly racist attack. Donald Trump's racism will be very clear to historians. Donald Trump is racist. Racist. The racist. His racism. Racist. 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 It's racist. Racism. Don't call me racist. Racist. Racist outbursts. Racism. Racist. Racist attacks. Racist. A racist present. A racist. There's no bigger story in the country right now. (laughs) 
actually, yeah. I think there is. Really? I would just like to point out, Russia is still trying to uh, interfere with our elections. Mm-hmm. Iran is doing the same thing. Well, at least there's not Ebola. Well, there is oh, Ebola. Oh. It's broken through all kinds of new borders. <laughs> Big, deadly Ebola bleed from the eyes. No new missile launches from North Korea, right? Uh, yeah, they just launched Oh, a, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just launched a new missile. That doesn't sound yeah. good. That doesn't sound no, good. At least there's no earthquakes on the way. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be too calm in uh, California. But, hey. There is no bigger story than, is Donald Trump a racist? Mm -hmm. Well, it's apparently true. And it's all because of you. Thank you so much, Glenn (laughs) Beck, who ushered in Racism Uh. Central. It's always okay. And here's the thing. You are the only one out of all those people who called the president a racist who was then accused of racism himself because of it. So that's a whole new, uh, That's you know, that's sort of a, a moment of... Of crossing a border that no one else was able to Thank do. You. You're still Thank the you. groundbreaking guy in this. Thank you. I, so. Well, I did from the Tribeca Film Festival. I did get the award for Disruptor of the Year. So <laughs> true. So. By the way, did you notice your cake is white? Yeah, and it has black frosting. <laughs> we were going to do white frosting, but then we thought that it wouldn't really work. <laughs> Why would you use white? You racist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, it still works. works for everything. You could call everyone a racist for everything. That's right. So the USCCA has another great offer. This is your last chance to win that gun that revolutionized the firearms world. The United States Concealed Carry Association is giving you 19 chances to win $1,000 to buy a brand new Glock 19. All you have to do is text the word BECK to the number 87222. You do it right now. Now, for more information and rules, go to protectanddefend.com. Confirmation text is going to be sent. Standard message and data rates do apply. It's a Glock 19, thing of absolute beauty. High-tech polymer frame makes it lightweight, comfortable. It's a great carry piece. Um, also renowned for being highly customizable, durable, and reliable. Just text BECK, B-E-C-K, to the number 87222. Uh, and lock in your 19 free chances to win. Simple, quick, and 100% free. Do it now. This ends today. So make sure you do it by midnight tonight. Back to the number 87222. Go to blazetv.com. Use the code GLEN20. Save 20 bucks off of your membership and watch the Elon Omar special. It's posted on demand right now. Racist. <laughs> Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tecovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tecovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitching or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tecovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Tecovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tecovis.com slash back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. (laughs) 
Oh, I am. You know, I'm so flattered and honored that you all remembered my anniversary. We did. It's been 10 years since you called the president a racist on Fox News. It's the 10th annual Glenn Beck Racist-versary Spectacular. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, and Glenn, I, I, I didn't I don't, think this meant as much I to you. It does. <laughs> oh, I'm savoring every moment of it right yes. now. And, but I don't you know, do, I, I don't, I, this is how much things have changed. Yeah. Uh, five years ago, mm-hmm. I uh, I wouldn't have relished this. Right. I wouldn't. I would not. I would look at you and go, "What the <laughs> hell are you doing?" <laughs> okay. Now, yes. Ten years ago, I said that. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Five years ago, mm-hmm. I apologized because. Glenn, you played a big role in tearing this country apart because you called the president a racist. <laughs> right. Okay, well, yeah. I, I said at the time yeah. it isn't exactly the right word. So, yes, if you need the apology, I apologize for that. I did everything I could to the people who are now making millions of dollars every day calling this president a racist. So, you know what? I've got a couple of birds coming your way. <laughs> Let's what release the birds. There they go. Uh, well, Glenn, I don't want to do this uh, alone, though. Of course, we have a special guest here to honor you here on your 10th racist anniversary. <laughs> this is continuing. Please welcome <laughs> Pat Gray. Pat, Pat, how are you? My gosh, has it been 10 years? It's been 10 years. It's been 10, 10 years. beautiful, beautiful wow, years. That's amazing. Happy racist anniversary, Glenn. Boy, Obama's <laughs> on our mind. <laughs> remember when your middle name was Edward Lee? You remember that? The, yeah. Those days when it was Glenn Edward Lee Beck. Yeah. Now it's Glenn who once called President Obama a racist Beck. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I you got to clap for that. Oh, I yeah. love it. Thank you. Thank you. I, thank you. I love well, it. Well, I, I, I was a trendsetter. You I were. was just ahead of my time. You, you, you know, if, Ronald Reagan said, <laughs> you know, uh, men don't necessarily change uh, for the times. Sometimes men are just so far ahead of their time and the times catch up with them. And I think but, that can be said about this. Sure can. Yeah. But you, uh, you were a trailblazer. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, showing America that by accusing someone of racism, you yourself are the racist. Now, you're the only one who's ever walked down that trail. <laughs> hey, we should say that. Yeah, he kind of blazed it and oh, then yeah, no one else followed. blazed it and then no, no, nobody no, no, no. else followed. No, it will come back. It will Soon all Americans will be able to experience this road. Oh. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's, that's inclusive. Yeah. I, I just want you, you think... to know I may have walked down it first and mm-hmm. only. And only. So but, far. But it's coming to every household. It's kind of like big screen, <laughs> flat screen TVs. Right. Sure, they were $20,000 when they first came out, but now mm. no. every household can have one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Pat, you were there I was on this day there. at Fox News Channel, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, behind the curtain, watching this develop. Can you describe your thoughts of that moment? Where well, were you? I remember a warm feeling. Um, <laughs> and it was a warm feeling that was running down my leg because I peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that we're in for a firestorm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll never forget yeah. your, the look on your face yeah, when you pulled great. me aside before the meet- morning meeting mm-hmm. and uh, and said, did you hear what happened? <laughs> and I'm like, no, what happened? And he, Glenn called the president a racist on live television. And at the time I thought, well, yeah. 
Wait a minute. You don't get called a racist if you call someone else a racist. No one in history yeah. has accused someone else of racism has That's been, that trail been called you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Oh. So weird. How many people would be racist today? 8,000 in the media? It, everyone. Yeah. Every well, single you know person? I have to tell you, I remember, I remember the look on Pat's face. As mm-hmm. I don't know where were we when you said to me, was it where were you when you were watching it? Uh, just off to the side uh, of this of the set where they had the curvy couch. Okay, all right. So you're standing there, mm-hmm. and I don't think you said it to me until we got out of right. the building. We, yeah, we yeah. were walking back to our studio. Right, and so we're walking back, and uh, I said, "What? What? So how was that? What'd you think? <laughs> like he always does? Yeah. <laughs> what'd you think? How was that? Yeah, and." Oh. Uh, did he, he say just, good? I believe no. I <laughs> no. I believe he stopped and he said you called the president a racist. And I'm like, no, but no, but I, you know how I meant that. I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, and, and MSNBC knew how you meant it, too, which was really, <laughs> that was a wonderful part of that. And Media Matters or yeah. MoveOn.org. Pat needed a blood transfusion. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Well, uh, you know, it wasn't just Pat Gray who had to uh, have the horrors of this event going on. Another person mm-hmm. who happened to be there uh, and with us that day. Is also here today. Welcome to Jeff Fisher. Oh my my gosh, Jeffy. And he's wearing his pointy little hat. I thought we were supposed to wear hats. <laughs> oh, my I mean, gosh, Jeffy. For sure there's cake. Ten, ten years. It's been ten years. Ten years. A wonderful ten, ten You ten haven't years. changed a bit. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Ten years and one heart attack, and he's still <laughs> One here. heart attack, one tornado hitting right. his house. Other That's than that. God's trying to kill you, Jeffy. I just want you to know. <laughs> it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> I know. What would what? a celebration be, though, Glenn, without a, a reading? Mm. A special... A special retrospective reading. Uh, oh, retrospective. On this special occasion. Yes. Uh, let's hear the intro for the retrospective. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program presents Retrospective. I've heard this a lot. Today, a racist. <laughs> Born in 1964 to loving parents who, by all accounts, didn't have a racist bone in their bodies. Mm. Which is why it's hard to figure out where he got all the racism from. (laughs) Proof of his racist mess. He, Glenn Beck, pondered ten years ago today if President Barack Obama was in fact racist. Mm. Which somehow makes him a racist. (laughs) Beck has denied he is a racist. But that's exactly what a racist would say. <laughs> wow. This that has really been is. retrospective. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, yeah. Yeah. Yes, congratulations. Brings a tear to my eye yeah, that you, you too remember. Oh, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> a meaningful, meaningful gathering, though, I think. To remember such an important event where we, ble- as Pat said, we're trailblazer, Glenn yes. Beck. Yes. Thank you so much yes. for leading us into this world where we can now turn on the television on any channel Ever. and see exactly what you said and were beat up for for a decade. <laughs> it's on all the time. It's amazing. Everywhere. And uh, you're, they you still use it in stories today. Yeah. They still do. It's amazing that they use it in stories today about Glenn, but then at the because same time. They, know, they don't say it about anybody else. else. No one Like else. this right. 
Glenn Beck, who once called uh, the president uh, racist, like I do every day. (laughs) (laughs) That is what I want. I would love someone to, because I mean, look, you can sit back and you can acknowledge, you can say, well, I think President Trump is a racist and I didn't think Barack Obama is a racist, but that's not what the criticism was at the time. Criticism was at the time is you just don't do that. Now, that was retroactively uh, different from the time where uh, everyone was calling George Bush a racist. If you remember Mm -hmm. that... They, you know, Kanye West, I mean, back in the day, you know, George, George Bush, Bush doesn't, doesn't like, like black, black people. people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a very, co- it wasn't as common as it is with Trump, but it was common <laughs> at that time. And I can understand why it wouldn't necessarily seem that notable. But now we're at the point where we're actually getting pop culture recreations of this event here 10 years later. <laughs> what? Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, we have uh, the loudest voice. Uh, we played a little bit of this the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Here's this is great. from Showtime, Glenn's. Moment 10 years ago. Welcome back to Fox and Friends, where we have a very special guest. Someone we're really looking forward to having. A very, very, very special guest. Our good friend Glenn Beck is joining us. <laughs> and here he is. How are you? Glenn, so happy to see you. Tell us what's going on. Uh, how are your biceps, Glenn? Uh, not good. This one's pudding and that one's jello. Well, because you're going to need them. I hear they're having <laughs> a beer fest on Thursday night at the White House. That is unbelievable. Why? Why? For a teaching lesson for the working class? Some sort of a... Who needs to learn what here? This president, I think, has exposed himself as a guy over and over and over again who has deep-seated hatred for white people or the white culture. You can't say he doesn't like white people. David Axelrod is white. Rahm Emanuel is chief of staff. He's white. 70% of the people he sees every day are white. I'm not saying he doesn't like white people. I'm saying he has a problem. He has a... This is a guy, I believe, is racist. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we say Beck's views... All right, there you go. There it is. Going back. Thank you. Thank you. This is the latest. Wow. That's the latest. That was on Showtime just last week. Just last week. Mm -hmm. You know, we... uh, just a little behind the scenes of the racist versary spectacular. We did invite Brian Kilmeade on to uh, relive this moment with you. <laughs> he declined. He's back. Oh. He did decline. Oh. Very Yay. smart by Brian Kilmeade. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's always been smarter than me. And <laughs> there's proof. Really? Uh, Brian didn't want to talk about that? Apparently not available. Uh, <laughs> Barely. Uh, he's he's very, very, very busy. Yeah. Interesting. We should have told him about the cake, Jeffy. Right. That's right. If we told him about the cake, I'm sure he would have come. <laughs> by the way, just another one. This is not exactly a recreation, but kind of getting there. Uh, this is uh, from The Simpsons um, <laughs> several years ago. Watch. I'm not just another loudmouth. I'm a loudmouth who says things you're afraid to say. But not racist things. <laughs> this is amazing. One day we need to do a whole show just on the pop culture stuff that, that has just... That'd be fun. Oh, my gosh. Because there's so many of them. We've been going back through the archives. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much every cartoon had a character that was Glenn Beck. I mean, that one was actually mm-hmm. Homer Simpson. But, you know, with all of your... Yeah, it was uh, Homer Simpson pa- being me. Your, yeah, yeah. Family Guy and, and South Park and uh, also... I don't remember Family Guy. Yeah, Family Guy did one. There was also um, a uh, Boston Legal. You remember that show? Oh, yeah. yeah Boston, I love that show. And Boston love Legal, I think, did something pretty much kind of on the, on the racist uh, thing as well. There's a bunch of these, and sometimes we'll have to do a show just yeah. on that. Uh, it, it, that'll be fun. I watched The Simpsons with my kids. I'm like, oh, this is the episode... 
about me. <laughs> and my kids got, they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't uh, we should watch, watch it together. We should watch it together. And as I'm watching it and they're not laughing and they're looking at the screen, they're looking at me and they're looking at the screen and looking at me. I'm like, no, really, it's funny. Supposed to be funny. <laughs> and they're like, Dad, why did they make you so thin? <laughs> you jerk. Steve Regeer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And our special guests, Pat Gray and Jeff Fisher. Yay! Now take your pointy hats and get out of here. All right. Simply safe. Did you know, on average, it takes 45 minutes for the police to respond to your home security alarm? You know why? Because they're racist. Or it's because <laughs> no, you're supposed a, to blame the police for being racist. That's all. Well, no, I mean that's what it really is. Oh, but okay. now let me give you what the white man mm-hmm. says it is. Because when a home security system is triggered, the police assume it's a false alarm. Because every time it's gone off on my in my house, it's been a false alarm. So false alarms happen all the time. So your nine one one call when it comes through your security system goes to the bottom of the list. Now, if they have video verification, which really only huge companies have, they'll get to uh, the scene three and a half times faster. So if you have video verification, what that means is if you have a camera in the house and the people who are monitoring it, when the alarm goes off, they can check the camera. They can see what's going on in the house and they'll call the police and say, this is not a false alarm. There is somebody in the house. Then what happens? They move that to the top of the list, and you go from 45 minutes to seven minutes response time. I don't know. Worth it for $15 a month? Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence if somebody is trying to get in. Get your free HD security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. If I'm not on the air on uh, Monday, you'll know why. It was this show. <laughs> it was this show. But wait. Hmm? You're going to be on vacation next week, so. Okay, well, the week after that. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you'll know. Then then we'll know. This show. Mm -hmm. All right, here it is. Here it is. Um, The FBI has found bodies sewn together like Frankenstein in a human chop shop in Arizona. That's the headline. Buckets of body parts, a cooler filled with male genitalia, and a woman's head sewn onto a male torso like Frankenstein were found by FBI agents during a raid on an Arizona body donation center, a new lawsuit reveals. The stomach-churning scene was discovered by FBI agents uh, at the Biological Resource Center. The details of the grim find were revealed in a lawsuit filed against the center this week by 33 defendants whose loved ones' bodies were donated to the facility under the guise that they would use, be used for scientific purposes. Um, they described the scene as various uh, unsettling scenes that awaited the cops, buckets of heads, arms and legs, and a cooler filled with male genitalia. They also found infected heads, a small woman's head, 
also sewn to the male uh, torso. Now, here's the thing. You get you read through all of this. And then the very last paragraph is this. In 2017, Arizona passed a law that said body donation companies are not allowed to operate without a license, but it has not yet been implemented. So let me just see if I have this right. (laughs) To cut someone's hair, you need a license. To open a restaurant, you need a license. But if I want to come and pick up your dead bodies from your relatives, no. Nothing to see here. Now, the free market at work. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let's not slow the free market down on the dead body collection. That's insane. That is crazy. Spend less time in the in the hair and beauty section, Arizona, and maybe con uh, you know concentrate a little bit more on the dead body chop shops. This is the Glenbeck program. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Well, we have a few things to talk to Bill O'Reilly about. The colossal impact of the iceberg called Mueller uh, and the sinking of the Democratic uh, House. It was the Titanic where we watched it snap in half and sink this weekend or this uh, last week. We're going to talk about that. Also, record number of Americans say immigration is the biggest problem facing the nation. Puerto Rico's governor has resigned. Unbelievable number of Americans eat while staring at the screen. And um, the term fat cat now has a whole new meaning. All this and more with Bill O'Reilly in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So if you want to take advantage of the strong housing market, I would strongly suggest that you check out realestateagentsitrust.com. Now, we have agents all over the country that they may not we may not have found the right person in your neighborhood yet and we're not going to recommend somebody if we don't really know them and trust them. We're we're out to find the best real estate agents in your part of town and wherever you're selling or wherever you're buying. We want you to feel comfortable that you have the best agent at your disposal. So you write us at realestateagentsitrust.com and let us know where you are. Within, I mean, in daylight hours, it's usually within five or ten minutes that you'll get an agent responding uh, to your request. Definitely, definitely within an hour. We try to be prompt. We try to make sure that everybody is really buttoned up and you're going to get the best service you've ever had from a real estate agent. You're going to sell your house on time and for the most amount of money. You're going to find the right house in the right neighborhood with the right schools. All you have to do is have the right agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Buy or sell your house quickly. Do it right. This is the biggest investment of your life. Real estate agents I trust dot com. No, we, no, we don't have to involve Bill O'Reilly in this, do we? <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. How are you, sir? I'm uh, exhausted. You're ex- exhausted back. Yes, exhausted. very big week. And uh, now I'm going to relax today. You're going to relax today. Are yeah, you after si- this, this is always uh, 
agita for me. But after this, I'm going to relax. Yeah. Okay. Um, are, are you? Are you? Do you have anything up in your house, the tree, or anything to celebrate the tenth anniversary? Uh, I should say it's the tenth racist anniversary <laughs> of me on Fox News saying I think Obama uh, might be a racist. Well. I, I remember the day. Um, <laughs> Don't we all, Bill? I was trying to tutor you back, as you remember, yeah. 10 years ago. I was yeah. at Fox, and so were you. Yeah. And you were on in the afternoon, and of course, I was the primetime star of everything. <laughs> and I was well. trying to trying to take you along and, uh-huh. and, you know, give you little pointers and things like that. Yeah. You actually... So, then, so people... Wait, sudden, hang on just a second. So people know this is true with Bill. Bill was... People sometimes, and it used to kill me when when we were working together on TV, they would go, you know, Bill is really not your friend. And I'm like, uh-huh, you don't know Bill. Uh, Bill actually was probably the most friendly to my career and mm-hmm. the most helpful out of anyone in television. And also a much bigger star. Well, I was trying to help Beck, and, and by doing that, uh, sometimes I had to criticize him. And that's why you had these little people who loved Beck saying, oh, he's not your friend. But we always did it in a very funny way, and Beck mm-hmm. appeared on The Factor, and we had very good discussions. So then in the morning, he goes on Fox and Friends, always trouble, always trouble to go on Fox and Friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he says... Um, because of the Gates incident in Cambridge, Massachusetts, that he believed that President Obama had some animus toward white people. Now, as soon as I heard it, I went back. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 no. I think because your words may have been something like, you could have had a long career. <laughs> you know, I had you on. I don't know whether you remember this, but I had you on the factor shortly after that, and I scolded you in the sense that, but my my take on it was different than the actual statement. I mean, I wouldn't have made the statement, but um, I knew that the forces of evil that wanted to destroy Beck were just given a cannon, mm-hmm. a huge cannon. Yep. Um, and that's what I was concerned about. Now, I must tell your audience that I don't believe Barack Obama is a racist, and I know him more than casually, I've spoken to him on a number of occasions, and I've observed him in settings. I don't believe that he's a racist, but I know that he and his wife um, harbor resentment toward the white-dominated culture in America. They yeah, do. so I I agree with you, and I and I corrected this pretty quickly. It's not that he was a racist. What I was trying to understand, and I didn't understand it at the time is his postmodernist view and his anti-colonialist view. He is an anti-colonialist, uh, and that makes you very, um, you know, hostile to much of the Western world's history. Well, he despises Winston Churchill. I know. Uh, Barack Obama does. He'll never say that, but when you put the bust of Winston Churchill in the men's room, I mean, that's a signal. <laughs> right, right. That's a signal. Right. And not even on display, in a stall. Right. Okay. Right. So anyway, but that's complicated, Beck. And what I was trying to tell you then, 10 years ago, and I continue to try to tell you now, is that we don't live in an age where anyone takes the time to really investigate what is said 
and put it into context. Yeah. We live in an age where assassins on the internet will cut your throat in a second for anything. Yeah. Therefore, your analysis has to be quote unquote protective. You have to say what you mean or you're not going to have an audience. And I certainly have and and I have done that my whole career. But I learned a lesson the hard way that I have to say it in a way that is so factual that there's not going to be any opportunity for the liars to make any. They're going to still do it, but to gain any traction. That's why the United States of Trump, the upcoming book on Trump, the history book was so hard to write. Hey, I got it. I'm going to read it uh, over the next couple of weeks. I can't wait to read it because then I'm just going to read it. Oh, well, I'll be reading a a chapter. When you go to Australia, you're going to read it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Bill, yeah. let's uh, let's look at what happened this weekend uh, or this week was Mueller's testimony just if you're a Democrat cringeworthy. Okay, let me cut through this because I have a massive headache when I said I was exhausted. This is what has exhausted me. This Mueller thing. Now, by the way, for the audience to know, this is Bill at his happiest. All right, go ahead. That's right. I'm um, because I'm supine talking to you. Word of the day for Stu supine. Thank you. Um, So Mueller gets out there. okay? And I told my audience that I believe Mueller's a patriot. And I based that on his career, not on his investigation, that he's a public servant, that he could have made a lot more money in private sector, uh, but he didn't. And he served his country. Okay. so I didn't know what was going to happen. Nobody knew what was going to happen. So Mueller gets out there and immediately looks befuddled. Excellent word. Befuddled. He doesn't look confident. He doesn't look like he even knows what's in his 488-page report. Mm -hmm. But that's not the story. Here's the story. If you look at the original charge to Robert Mueller when he was appointed special counsel and went on the federal payroll, his charge was to uncover facts about a foreign nation, Russia, trying to influence the American election of 2016. That's what it was. Right? Are we all yeah, with yeah, me yeah, now? Yeah. Nothing else. Just that. So then, in his testimony, Mueller tells the United States of America... It was not in my purview, another great word, purview, (laughs) to look at what the Russians did when it came to the Democrats. Even though it has been proven beyond any doubt that the Russians hacked into John Podesta, he was Hillary Clinton's chief of staff, computer, hacked into the DNC computer, and that the DNC and Hillary Clinton wrote major checks and sent them to a man in England who then passed the money on to Russians in return for a dossier that said false, defamatory, and filthy things about Donald Trump. And Mueller is sitting there telling the country, I didn't really look at that. I really wasn't interested in any of that. So how could he say his first statement on Wednesday was um, 
you know, the, we do know this. The Russians tried, and the Russians are trying again. And is anybody looking into it? How can he say that when he didn't even look at the same group he was looking at with Donald Trump? He didn't then say, hey, by the way, they were hacking into the Democrats, and uh, they were, they were uh, also the Democrats were paying this guy who was deep in bed with the Russians. How could he possibly say that with a straight face when he left half of the trail completely unexamined? One of the Republicans asked him that question, and his answer was pretty much, I don't know. Other people are handling that. Other people are handling, i.e. the Justice Ooh. Department. The Justice Department. So he was basically saying, well, the well, the Attorney General Barr and the Inspector General of the Justice Department, Horowitz, they're all looking at that. I didn't do it. But he never explained why he didn't do it, because that was his charge. He was ordered to do that. So then you, me, and everybody else are left to speculate why he didn't do it. And, of course, all the conservative Republicans say he didn't do it because he and his staff wanted to get Trump, and they didn't care about finding out what Hillary Clinton did in the dossier or the DNC. That's what the argument is. Now, is that true? I don't know. It seems to be. There's no logical explanation from Robert Mueller about why he didn't investigate 50% of the story. Right? Is there any logical explanation why he didn't investigate 50% of the Russian intrusion? No. No, there isn't. So once that was established, all that Robert Mueller had done vanishes, blows up. He has zero credibility, and the American people know it. The whole report is bogus. Every word of it doesn't matter anymore, no matter what Trump did. And I can explain what Trump did if you want after the break. But no matter what he did, it doesn't matter because it was an unfair investigation. It's a judge throwing out the entire case. That's what would have had to happen had Mueller been in a court of law. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back with more of Bill O'Reilly in just a second. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man idly plucking at a guitar. He's been from one end of this country to the other. He's broken a few hearts. He's had the same done to him. Sometimes... As one night drags into another and the creaking wood of the stage seems like it might be the only sound that still matters in his life, he wonders he wonders what it would mean for someone like him to ever go home. But as night falls and the people show up and hear him play his guitar and sing his songs, he takes comfort in knowing that there's at least one measure of consistency in his life. When he walks out onto that stage, the people are all the same. And it will be the finest, most comfortable set of boots that he's walking across the stage in. You know, it takes 200 steps to manufacture a pair of Tecovis boots. They're built comfortable right out of the box. They're handmade by world-class artisans. Tecovis boots, cowboy, western boots. They come in some of the world's most exotic, high-quality leathers. And they're great for men and women. And by selling them directly to their customers, Tecovis ensures that their product is either half the price of a similar boot in quality 
or twice the quality of a similar priced boot. So check out their site. It's tecovis.com slash back. They have free shipping, free returns. Ordering them is absolutely risk-free because at Tecovis, they do, they do things like the Cowboys used to. It's a handshake. They want to make sure that the customer is always right. Great boots that feel great at a great price. Find your pair today. Tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Tecovis.com slash Beck. Walk the walk. You were meant to walk in the boots that have been waiting for you. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, that's my greeting for this morning. That's great. It's, did you work a long time on that? Uh, oh, almost all night, Beck. Yeah. By the way, we're almost sold out on our cruise. Is that right? Yeah, we've only got, uh, I think we have just over 100 cabins uh, left. There may be about 3,000 people coming with us. Can I uh, ask a favor? Will you please get me out of steerage? Just put me up on the deck. No, you know, I insisted when, when I, because I personally <laughs> arranged your cabin and I said, you remember that scene in Titanic? Right. I, I want to be the guy on the right side of the cage and Bill's <laughs> on the other side. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't open it for you, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm six foot four. I got a cabin that's, uh, the ceiling height is five eight. So I need a little more room. Yeah. Well, it'll give you lots of time to rest and it won't make you any more grumpy, I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Let's let's switch gears here on Trump's economy. GDP okay. slows to 2.1% in second quarter but beats the expectations thanks to st- strong consumer spending. Does the president are you worried and should the president be looking at these trade tariffs that are strangling the economy? You know what? I'm not a macroeconomist, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you a few things about it. Number one, this number will be revised up, um, and that, that's going to happen because, as you pointed out, Americans have money in their pocket now. Summertime, vacation time, they're out, they're spending. <clears throat> so this will be revised up to about two, three. That's not a bad performance. No, it's not. You know, I mean, the economy's been expanding now for um, a long time. And uh, now next week, they're going to cut interest rates to make um, money a little bit more available for people who want to expand and borrow. So I don't see any disaster um, coming. If there is one, that means Trump will not be reelected. So, of course, Democrats and liberals, a lot of them are rooting for that. Um, But I think it'll probably stay where it is, maybe grow a little bit. As for the tariffs, I mean, he's playing a long game. Trump's playing a long yeah, game. No, he thinks he can, you know, break these countries so they'll make a fair deal to America. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether he's going to be successful or not. It's not the greatest thing. You'd rather have flee, a free flow of trade. Um, but he wants better deals, and this is the only leverage he has to get them. So um, let's talk a little bit about um, Iran. And the tensions in Iran. Now we have Boris Johnson. How, what are your thoughts on Boris Johnson? Well, I heard there's going to be a, a reality show uh, about hair. 
Boris Johnson and Donald Trump's hair. Is it crazy that they have the same color and kind of the same crazy hair? And it's directional. I mean, I don't know which direction the hair is flowing. Right? So it's very fascinating. Um, It's kind of like the cover of a Beach Boys album where they're all blonde and they're all... No, but it's a different color blonde. I mean, it's it's a unique color. He was born in New York. Is there a chance that they're brothers? Boris was? Yeah, At first, he, I thought they elected Boris Karloff, and then I was, uh, no. you know, my Do you know much no. about Boris Johnson? I know a little bit about him. He's great. Um, Have you ever read his Churchill book? No, no, I, I don't know anything like that. Okay, you, you should read he it. He was mayor of London, and, and he this is what he did there, and he's an authoritative guy. Uh, he's not... the the. Strong point about Boris Johnson, and nobody really cares in America, but he, he cuts through the BS. He's not a standard politician. He's almost like Trump. Brings it to the people, populists. Look, we're getting out of this European Union. It's no good for us. I don't care whether they want to do a deal. I'm getting out of it. That's right. why he was elected. Right. Okay? So he's going to do a lot more as far as moving Great Britain in the direction that he wants, but I don't know what the direction he wants other than getting out of uh, the EU. Yeah. All right. Um, so we have the British now sending uh, battleships to escort yeah. the the oil tankers uh, out of a very dicey area now, right across from Iran. They keep hijacking um, oil tankers. So now he has sent uh, battleships down to the area. Um, tell me what your thoughts are on Iran and what you think they might do before this election. Well, they're disruptors, obviously. Uh, the mullahs want to uh, create as much chaos as they can in the world. Um, Iran is unlike Saddam Hussein, and this is an important uh, point. Saddam Hussein was self-destructive. Um, he did things that he had to know uh, were going to lead to his own personal demise. The mullahs don't do that. They walk up to a line. Um, they create as much chaos as they can, and then they recede from the line. They retreat. They go back. So I don't expect them to do anything that's going to lead to bombing of Iran. Uh, I don't. Okay. Uh, Back with uh, Bill O'Reilly. I'm not sure. We have to ask him. I'm not sure if he knows, but Elizabeth Warren has a plan for everything. (laughs) Everything. Uh, We'll get into the uh, politics of today. Coming up. Now, imagine you're sitting at your desk, you're catching up on the news, you're pretending to do those reports that need to be finished, but you're not doing it. But all of a sudden, you catch the latest update on the Mueller congressional testimony. And lo and behold, the media has decided to spin this whole thing as if it were success. Now they've got him at last. Impeachment to follow. Now, naturally, you throw your hands up in frustration. You scatter the papers from your desk every which way. And then it happens. That cheap piece of crap office chair that wasn't designed to handle the frustration that comes from watching the liberal media buckles beneath you. Now, think of the pain and suffering that you could have prevented if you just had an X chair. X-Chair, patented dynamic variable lumbar support is exactly what you need to keep your posterior both comfortable and off the floor, no matter what the media does to you. No questions asked, guarantee of satisfaction. You, You have no risk. They can't make this offer unless they know people aren't sending this chair back. X-Chair on sale now for $100 off. So go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call them at 844-4X-Chair.
More with Bill O'Reilly in a moment. You can subscribe to his uh, wonderful website at BillOReilly.com. Also, BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code GLEN20. So, no more Mr. Nice Guy, uh, I've decided. Uh, because it just... It's not uh, it's not working. Uh, it's not working. Uh, Bill O'Reilly has uh, the United States of Trump, how the president really sees America. It's out September 24th. Uh, I have a, a galley of it that Bill was kind enough to uh, send to me. I'll be making copies and sending it out through my email newsletter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can order it now uh, on Amazon or whatever. I'm excited to read it. And just so you know, Bill, uh, arguing with idiots was one of our biggest, uh, uh, selling books. And that's why we are doing arguing with socialists is my next book. And it comes out super Tuesday. Uh, and it's everything you need to know about socialism mm. and the, uh, arguments that, uh, you know, nobody is really making because nobody wants to hear them. Uh, it's uh, it's made in a way for all the socialists in your life. All right, Bill, can you explain to me what happened with Puerto Rico's governor? And does it matter? Doesn't matter. OK, it doesn't matter. The interesting thing about it is that um, parent is this guy, uh, Rossello, um, is an incompetent boob. And the federal government sent him billions of dollars. I don't have the exact figure in, in, off the top of my head to rebuild the island after Hurricane Maria. And he squandered the money, just as Trump said he did. And remember, Trump was accused of being a racist. No. Saying that. Really? But now it turns out that it's absolutely true. And in addition to being a total dunderhead in um, administrating um, for the island of Puerto Rico, the Commonwealth. Um, the guy uh, didn't like Ricky Martin. Now, listen, if you're going to make fun of Ricky Martin and you're uh, south of the border, right. that's not a good place not to be. Not a good be. thing. Not a good thing. No, 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 no. All right, so what does this mean about our billions that we uh, sent down there? And is it he going to have any jail time? And, or? It's stolen and wasted, just like the billions we've sent to Haiti. And the billions we sent to Central yeah, it, America. Right, but wait a minute. Hang on. Central America and Haiti are are not protectorates. I mean... That's correct. Right. Who's, who's auditing Puerto Rico? If you audit them, you're a racist. So you can't audit, you can't um, account, you can't scrutinize, and you can't criticize, because if you do, you're a racist. You know that, Beck. Come on. I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot yeah, what, what planet I was on. Um, no, again. I mean, look, the poor woman in Michigan uh, who lost her crown as the beauty contestant. Um, apparently, all she did was a tweet out, hey, it might be good if the African-American community looked at black on black crime because it's a serious problem. OK, that's a fact. All right. And she loses her crown. She loses her um, um, earned status because she tweets something like that. We are living in a country that has now been overrun by political correctness. And I, on BillOReilly.com, the most astute website in the Western Hemisphere, have predicted an uprising. There is going to be an uprising in America. If what does that mean? It means that regular people, not politically inclined people, regular people, are soon going to be impacted by the Gestapo, which has now taken the form of the thought police. So in Berkeley, California, 
they passed an ordinance where you cannot say the words he, her, brother, sister, sorority, or fraternity, and do business with that city. You cannot say those words. That is fascism. Colorado State University puts out an inclusive guide that says to the students, you cannot say the word America. We advise you not to say it. Now, the university is backtracked. Oh, no, 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 we're not going to enforce that. Well, why did you put it in print? So all of this is starting to seep in. Now, it takes a while. It's starting to seep in to the landscape of America. And I predict there's going to be an uprising against Me Too, against lack of due process, against politically correct speech, against punishment for people like the poor woman in Michigan. It's going, and I don't know what form it's going to take, but we've already seen that CNN is going out of business. All right, they've collapsed. And most of that is because of their insane ideology that they're putting on the screen, which includes political correctness. Bill, um, what you're describing is something I've been calling, um, and actually special forces have been watching for this for like 12, 15 years, something called the Bubba effect. When Bubba is just like, I've had enough. I've absolutely had enough. And it takes a long time. It does. It does. Now when you have on television a Democratic debate where the major candidates all raise their hands and say to the American public, we want to pay all the health care costs for people who come to this country illegally. That's what we want to do. That goes beyond anything we've ever seen here. And you're talking about socialism. There is a movement within the Democratic Party to seize, for the federal government to seize, people's private wealth. What you have in the bank, what you have in your garage, what you have as far as land is concerned. They want to seize it. Mm-hmm. 2%, 1%, it's called the wealth tax. That's so, hey, hey, just a sec. So, you, so people realize... This has never been done in America, anything That's like right, it. What they don't t- realize it yet, Beck. I know they don't. I know they don't. But I'm it's uh, coming. Yeah. It, what, what it will want. require, what it will require is for every American, every American over a certain income level to report everything that they have. So it's your house, it's your car, it's expensive every, paintings, it's is your shoes, anything. It's the boots you buy from Beck, it's everything. Yep. And then the government will put a percentage on it and force you to hand over your private property to them. Now, and this is this is why this is why Great Britain collapsed uh, the, the system that they had. This is why you don't have like Downton Abbey anymore. And I know this is over the top kind of look at it, but because every generation has to pay uh, uh, the wealth tax. And they can't afford it. The family well, could it, afford it. It's unconstitutional it. here. Right. Um, but you never know with the Supreme Court, you know, now the way it is, um, and that's thanks to Trump, um, they, they wouldn't get this through and it'd be challenged. But you said something about Elizabeth Warren. Yep. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris and all of these people would sign a wealth tax if they were president in two seconds. And... 
Americans still don't understand this. Even if you're not wealthy, even if you're living in a tenement and you don't have any money, if you really believe in this country and, and freedom, you can't possibly support that. Unfortunately, there are 40% of Americans who don't believe in freedom. They don't want freedom. They want the government to tell them what to do and give them stuff. So that's the biggest, that's the scariest thing is we will go to fascism or communism uh, at some point, depending on which one is going to grab the, the lever, because people will demand it as long as we remain insane as a country. When you, when you can't leadership. count... It t- look, I believe, and I could be wrong, that the Bubba effect, as you put it, all right, is going to overwhelm the Ocasio-Cortez effect. Oh, yeah. All right? I think that the, the folks, the basic working people of America, do not want fascism mm-hmm. or PC or being told what they can and can't say, what pronouns they can't use. They don't want it, yet. but we are so distracted. There is no, it is no accident that the rise of this radical left movement coincides with the rise of the addiction of the smartphones. It's no accident that people are so diverted. They're so living a fantasy life on their machines that millions, perhaps the majority of Americans, are not paying attention mm-hmm. to what is happening. Mm-hmm. And that's when you lose your freedom, when you don't pay attention. Let me give you one, one more thing in this regard. Uh, the mayor of Sparks, Nevada, told the Reno Gazette Journal he opposes the drag queen story hour movement in which performers read stories often about LGBTQ issues to young children and tried, he tried to shut one down that took place Saturday at the Sparks Library. The drag queen story hour is for kids ages 3 to 8. It features a, a pair of local drag queens. Uh, it was a first uh, for Northern Nevada, the Gazette Journal said. Um, the, he's getting all kinds of heat for this. Houston did this. They didn't even do a background check. One of them was a child predator that was doing this. We have photos of these things happening all around the country where where kids are laying on top of these drag queens. Now, I don't care if if you had ain't B from, um, you know, from uh, Mayberry and she was reading, you wouldn't. You, you would question anyone who said, hey, kids, come lay on top of me one at a time. It doesn't matter, male or female. We wouldn't do it. We've lost our minds. And we're allowing this fringe to go into our libraries and do these things with our children. And for some reason, I guess it's because you're afraid of being called a, a you know, homophobe or a drag queen phobe or whatever it is. Nobody's willing to say anything. But I'm telling you, Bill is right. If it continues down this road very much longer and the worse it gets, the more Bubba is going to say enough. Well, I hope that happens. But the parents have to take their urchins to the uh, library to see this display, number one. And number two, if the library is funded by the town or the village, okay, the village 
fathers, the board of selectmen, whatever it is, can cut off the money to the library. So there are ways to do it without saying banning or anything like that. But again, if people are going to let it happen, if they're going to take their kids to this display, um, you're going to get chaos because that's where it's heading. Thanks so much, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, Beck, go to BillOReilly.com this weekend. We have the best Mueller analysis there of anything. I know the blaze was good, but this is so good, Beck. <laughs> so good. All right, it's Bill. open to everybody. It's free for everybody. BillOReilly.com this weekend. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. BillOReilly.com, which is, you know, it's okay. I've heard it's the best uh, analysis of the Mueller uh, situation. Is that true? Eh. Uh, no. You go to my YouTube page, I think today, Mm. and uh, you're going to see the best Elon Omar uh, special and coverage of all time. So, you know, you want to do the Mueller thing. Okay. Go to BillOReilly.com. They're both uh, out there. Yeah, no. Bill is great. Go to BillOReilly.com. Go to my YouTube page, uh, and you can see the the Elon Omar uh, pieces of the show, the monologues that are really stunning. You can share them with your friends. And we ask you also, please, we're going to keep this. Are we doing the 20% off still? Yeah, Yeah, Glenn 20. So is that happening through the weekend? I believe it is. Yeah. We ask that you would uh, join us and become a member of the Blaze. Help support what we do here. Support voices like yours. Uh, per- and also investigations like this. Because you know the media is not going to do this. You know yeah. the media is not going to jump into a story like Elon Omar. You, you, I mean, if you appreciate stuff like this, if you want people to look into these types of stories, we really do need your help to make that happen. It's Our a lot researchers of were here at 6 o'clock this morning. I had a meeting about an hour before we went on the air. Because my mind is just going. Uh, we've got a couple of other real uh, researchers looking into things. Uh, and my research staff as well looking into things. When I get back, I think this story is going to take another massive turn. Uh, so please join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code code Glenn20 and you'll receive $20 off your year subscription. All right, so I met Mike Lindell, the inventor of my my pillow, who got me fitted for my own my pillow. I, I uh, no idea how many people um, have ever tried a my pillow. Um, Pat, a huge number of Americans swear by their my pillow. I didn't know if it was any good or not. Um, I had ours for a couple of weeks, and uh, I tried it out, and I had the wrong my pillow. You know. You have to be really fitted for the right my pillow. It comes in, I think, green label and black label, and one is a little thicker and puffier. That's the one that is right for me. I don't know. Maybe you need the thinner one, but it's really the distance from your head to the to the sheet that you need to fill. And I I haven't I haven't fluffed my pillow in the middle of the night. I haven't, you know, switched pillows in the middle of the night. I usually switch them because it gets so hot and they're flat and whatever. This is the best pillow ever, ever. When you get the right my pillow, you're going to love it. Now you get two premium pillows for 69.98 at mypillow.com. You can call 800-966-3117 or use the promo code back. It's a two-pack of premium pillows now, my pillow 
I think this is one of the lowest prices they've ever done. MyPillow.com. Call 800-966-3117. Use the promo code BECK. So did you see that uh, Elizabeth Warren was talking about uh, how she worries that the economy just might be headed for disaster? Now, she has a plan for everything. She does. Um, and I'm wondering... Uh, does she have a plan to cause an economic disaster? I think she has <laughs> that, know. too. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, she's position- positioning herself uh, the right way in case there is any trouble with the economy. Um, and I find that interesting. I, I find her uh, a... a- uh, a, a, the, the, there's a real possibility that she could become the candidate uh, and not Joe Biden. It's interesting race. More in a minute. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Well, it's the last hour of the week for the Glenn Beck program. Uh, this one is going to be uh, quite, quite special. We have uh, the story of the no, California no, 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 Progressive. No, 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 it's a big day today, Glenn. That's right. <laughs> oh, I hope everyone's at home. You got your tree no, up. Not more. It's a 10-year racist-versary. No. Happy racist-versary to you. You went on Fox News <laughs> and called the president a racist. <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't think anybody remembered. Oh. Ah, the now, we've already had the retrospective uh, of the racist anniversary, But wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> okay, coming up in, in just a second. First, let me tell you about Tecovis. Uh Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is an aging beach bum with a graying mane of hair. He parrot-headed his way all the way along the coastlines for years, treating his life as if it was just one long party that would never end. These days, he's a bit more mature. You know, he works a job here and there, which he may or may not need, but nevertheless affords him a life somewhat freer of the harsh ebbs and flows of the life's tide. He sits on the beach every evening in salt-faded jeans and open Hawaiian shirt, listening to the waves crash against the shoreline, staring down at his feet that are comfortably positioned in sandals. I mean, you didn't think this guy was going to wear boots, did you? I mean, this guy has been sponging off the system. He's been he's still living in the dope smoke in 60s. You, on the other hand, have been this is the guy that you're like, get a life, man. This is the guy that Tacova's boots were made for because you can plant them deep up in. Anyway, you <laughs> you, on the other hand, deserve a pair of Tacova's boots. It takes 200 steps to manufacture a pair of Tacova's boots. And they're built to be comfortable right out of the box. Handmade, high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers. Tacovis Boots. They come in lizard, alligator, some of the world's most exotic leathers. They're for male and female, or whatever you might call yourself. No, you know what? I don't think they're going to sell it to you if, you, if you're not a him or her. I, I, you think? Probably anybody with a credit card. They'll probably sell the boots, too. I, let me just give you a piece of advice. Don't tell them. Don't, just don't get into it with them. 
They don't want to know. <laughs> By selling them directly to their customers, Tecovis ensures that their product is either half the price of similar boots or twice the quality of a similarly priced boot. Check out their site, tecovis.com slash back. They have free shipping, free returns. Ordering them is risk-free. Tecovis, great boots that feel great at a great price. You're looking for a classic pair of cowboy or western boots? This is it. They never go out of style. Tecovis.com slash back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. Walk the walk. You were meant to walk over that damn hippie's body. It's the 10th annual Glenn Beck Racist Versary Spectacular. Okay, I don't think we've Starring ever... Starring <laughs> Glenn Beck. Thank you. And racism. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you very much. Uh, by the way, Glenn. Yeah. You know, we've talked a little bit about this. Ten years ago, uh, it was technically Sunday, but this is the last show before your 10-year racist versary. I hope there's cake on Sunday, too. Yeah, oh, of course. Well, there's cake every day. Yeah. Uh, ten years ago, you were on Fox News, called the president a racist, and what we've discovered today is that you ushered in a new era of political discourse. I'm a trailblazer. Uh, that's you, yeah. apparently. By the way, you mm-hmm. can verify this. Mm-hmm. I called Chuck Todd. I called Anderson Cooper. I called everyone I know in the liberal media mm-hmm. after the election. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know you and your people are going to want to do things and speak out. Please educate yourself on who Trump voters are. Do not become me with Barack Obama. Don't do it. You accuse me of tearing the country apart. I'm telling you now, you will become worse than me. Don't do it. None of them took my advice. <laughs> None of them. So I don't really Which have any sympathy. Your, your life streak for everyone you've ever given advice to. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Thank oh, that's wonderful. Well, wonderful. <laughs> Zero people. <laughs> right. Thank taken. you. Um, so uh, I think a couple of interesting things, because now we see that, you know, calling the president a racist is not only here, it's encouraged and required. Like now, if you are a journalist and will not call the president a racist, it's a sign that you're not serious, mm-hmm. right? Back then, a, an opinion guy saying one president was racist was so controversial, it blew up the entire world. And one of the things that always happened afterwards, in the 10 years afterwards, and maybe you'll remember this just a little bit from every interview <laughs> you've done since, is they will always ask you to this day, are you, are, you called the president a racist? I no, mean, you've been pretty you What did you that? mean by that? I mean, are you called the president a racist? And it's interesting that you've had to explain it to every reporter uh, that has asked you a question Still about this. Still to this day. To this day. And what's interesting about that is you host a national radio show. Mm-hmm. And just after this happened, you went on your national radio show to explain exactly what you meant, to lay out your case. And I have not since this time have never heard anyone ask to hear that. Mm-hmm. Well, we found it. We went back and found it. Why did Glenn Beck call the president a racist? From 2009 on the Glenn Beck program. Listen. The media is asking me to explain why I think the president is a racist. Okay. Let me start with this. Since when did they need evidence before blindly embracing accusations of racism? They've certainly never bothered looking for it, you know, when it was a conservative who was the target. 
I guess it's a refreshing reversal of decades of policy, but also there's also another reversal here. You ever notice that the one making the charge of racism is never the one on trial? Intel it is a conservative that is the one making the charge. Before we get into specifics, let me say this. And this, I want to make sure those who count understand very clearly. I am not willing to bow before the king. I will never bow before the king. In America, we do not have kings. The President of the United States is not above the law or above criticism. I will never, ever say the Emperor is wearing clothes. If he's not, let's talk about why I said what I said. Start with the low-hanging fruit here. Let's define racism. Definition, discrimination or prejudice based on race. What's discrimination? Treatment based on category rather than individual merit. Well, I've uncovered exclusive information about Barack Obama. He favors policies that will give preference to groups based on race rather than individual merit. Gee, they call that affirmative action. I call it a racist policy. He supports it. I do not. Period. But let's not focus on the tired old arguments of the past. Let's talk about the present. Let's talk about the Gates story. Here's his answer when he was asked about it. Uh, I don't know all the facts, but that the Cambridge police uh, acted stupidly. Uh, there is a long history in this country of African Americans and Latinos uh, being stopped by law enforcement disproportionately. And that, that's just a fact. President Obama needed to be quick on his feet, so he fell back on his principles. He fell back on how he sees the world. He made two, two points there. One, the police acted stupidly. Why? Well, there's a history of race problems with cops needlessly arresting black men. Not an exactly subtle tie-in. Number two, he didn't know all the facts. So, he's making a racial accusation without all of the facts, based on preconceived notions. Some would call that racial prejudice. Just because the accusation was made by uh, uh, a, a black man about white cops instead of an African American, it changes absolutely nothing. This is the prism that our president sees the world through. Other than being an accomplished professor, what do you know about... Professor Gates, you know that he's buddies with Obama, right? Well, here's some audio of Professor Gates describing how he viewed the arrest. The first piece is just a quote. Quote, I am a black professor with a white man looking for a way to level the playing field. That's how he described the officer. A white man looking to level the playing field. Well, what about America's political history. You know what those guys have said? I somehow, while we were asleep, all you white women and all you black people got into the middle class. We're not sure how it happened, but 
But the first thing we're going to do is we're going to shake the tree, and any of y'all who can't hold on, y'all going back. <laughs> and the second thing, we're going to set up barriers so that no more of you all can get in here. That is, very that is so unbelievably offensive. But let's not forget what the Obamas themselves have said. She is a uh, typical white person who, uh, you know, if she sees somebody on the street that she doesn't know, you know, there's a reaction that's been bred into uh, our experiences. We've talked a lot about him trashing his own grandmother here, but more importantly, he sees the world as a place where the typical white person is afraid of those who are different. Also, this was bred into his white grandmother. Let me say that again. This was, quoting him, bred into her. Gee, wasn't Jimmy the Greek fired for something like that? How about this super classic gem? And, and I really want to emphasize the word responsibility. I think that uh, whether you are a white executive living out in the suburbs who doesn't want to pay taxes to inner city children uh, to, uh, for them to go to school, uh, I worked as a community organizer in Chicago. I uh, was very active in low-income neighborhoods. Mm. Uh, Again, so the problem is the typical white executive. Hmm. I didn't know typical white executives don't care about inner-city children. This is what he believes is typical. And what about his wife? Let me tell you something. For the first time in my adult life, I am proud of my country. The only thing that makes her proud now is that we're finally overcoming the traditions and the history of racism and embracing her husband. Well, let's look into those traditions and history. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Good God, America, I hope you are listening. So, how would they define the American experience? We don't like being pushed outside of our comfort zones. You know it right here on this campus. Some folks are sitting at different tables, y'all living in different dorms. I was there. Y'all not talking to each other. Taking advantage of the fact that you're in this diverse community. Because sometimes it's easier to hold on to your own stereotypes and misconceptions. It makes you feel justified in your ignorance. <laughs> That's America. That's America. That's America? Really shouldn't be a surprise. How could you possibly have a different opinion of this country when you spent 20 years marinating in this? Barack knows what it means to be a black man living in a country and a culture that is controlled by rich white people. Hillary can never know that. Hillary ain't never been called a n***. And, of course, there's this gem. The government lied. The government lied about inventing the HIV virus as a means of genocide against people of color. Does anyone really, truly believe the president and his wife attended services with this man for 20 years and didn't know 
never heard these opinions? They are their opinions. My comments are not about the traditional definition of racism. Barack Obama is not going to be in some pointy hood. If we're using the media's definition of racism that they themselves have developed over the past few years, there is no question this man qualifies. But this is about the President of the United States, who sees the world through a prism of righting racial wrongs. His default position is to see white people as typically unfair typically afraid of those who are different. Whenever you see people as a group, and you see that group in a negative light, and then you see yourself as the one who must use your power, your platform, your policy to reverse the social injustice, then yes, I think racist applies to you. But you still may disagree with me. And God bless the United States of America that we can still have the freedom to ask the tough questions of each other. But if you still don't agree with me, let me reverse the comments. If I were on the radio today and I said that the typical black person had a negative trait bred into them, would I be a racist? If I said that the typical black person didn't care about the poor children, would I be a racist? If I said that blacks routinely target whites unfairly and it showed their stupidity, would I be a racist? If I supported a policy or started building new policies that directed money and preference to white people instead of blacks solely on the color of their skin, would I be a racist? The answer to all of these is yes. <laughs> Ten years ago, Happy racist anniversary, <laughs> uh, and that's a, that's an edited version of that. That that goes on about double. It has more, more and more clips, more and, and more clips. Yeah. I mean, it's it's quite a case. All right, I just got an update from our cruise for history partner this week. They have good news and bad. The good news is we're adding even more entertainment, learning opportunities while we're save, uh, sailing. The bad news is. For you, if you're thinking about this, the cruise is getting very close to being sold out. The country uh, that we are going to go see, uh, Italy, we're going to see Milan, we're going to see Greece. We're going to uh, both sides of the island, Athens. We're going to Croatia to see Dubrovnik. We're going to the Middle East and Israel. It's going to be amazing. David, Ryle, uh, David Barton will be there. Rabbi Lappin, Tim Ballard. Uh, Bill O'Reilly will be doing several shows with me. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're also hosting daily shows while we're sailing with a museum that's full of historic items uh, to help tell the story of the covenant and the founding of our republic. All-inclusive trip includes all airfare and gratuities. Time is running out. you got to do it now. ComeSailAway.com. Learn more now at ComeSailAway.com. Ten seconds, station ID. 
you know, it's 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 hard to tell the truth. No, it's not hard to tell the truth. It's hard to stand alone when you feel like you're alone and telling the truth. Uh, I, I would like to ask for your prayers of protection uh, on everyone that works at the Blaze and on the Blaze itself. We have grown uh, exponentially. Uh, we are now... I think only behind foxnews.com for conservative websites. Um, it has been a, an amazing year, and we are about to embark on telling some truths that we started uh, just this week on Ilan Omar. And um, I'm going on vacation, uh, and then I'm going to uh, for the Nazarene Fund. I'm going to do a story in Australia that I'll bring home to you that's just absolutely incredible. Um, but when I come home, uh, we're going to start telling a story that nobody is telling uh, on not just Alan Omar, but what's really happening with Alan Omar and others like her. And... I believe the whole world is going to come down on our heads. Um, there are people right now, these journalists that have, have done all the legwork on Alan Omar, uh, several of them would not come on the special this week because they don't want their faces seen because they know the people involved. And uh, I do too. And so does everybody in this building. And our faces are out there. So I'd ask for your prayers. And if you have it, please support us by, coming, by becoming a member. You'll save $20 now at blazetv.com. Promo code GLEN20. All right. The old saying is time uh, is money. It takes on a whole new meaning when a home burglary is happening. The average response time for the police is 45 minutes, not because they acted stupidly or they're racist, uh, but because that goes to the bottom of the list because they don't have video verification. Only huge companies have this. And now Simply Safe is providing the only one that has video verification. This is why I can unequivocally say it's the best home security system out there. You go from 45 minutes response time to seven minutes response time. Because if they're monitoring your house and you have one of their free HD security cameras in the house, they can verify that somebody has broken into your house. That's when they alert police. And they say there is somebody in the house right now that's not supposed to be there. So please get your system the best money can buy. No contracts, $15 a month. SimplySafeBeck.com. You'll get your free security camera when you order. It's a $100 value at SimplySafeBeck.com. SimplySafeBeck.com. We need your help to have more investigations like the Elon Armar special. You can get that at blazetv.com. Use the promo code GLEN20 and save 20 bucks. I am uh, taking a quick four-day break um, over the next few days with um, my family. And then I'm going to Australia um, with just my son uh, and the Nazarene Fund um, 
they are going first to the Middle East, uh, and I'm going to meet them in Australia. <clears throat> we have we have rescued another slave. Um, this is a young girl who was thought to be dead. Uh, she has been a slave now for I think I think five or six years. Her mother was also a slave uh, with ISIS, and we rescued her a few years ago. She thought her daughter was dead. Her husband, her sons, everybody else in the family was killed by ISIS. She knew that her daughter was a sex slave, but I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think in a way she kind of hoped after a while that her daughter was dead, and we had information that she was dead. And so we helped her move to safety in Australia. Well, we just found her daughter. She's not dead. She was still a slave. We rescued a group of slaves, and she was among them. It's an amazing story, and uh, I am lucky enough to be your eyes and ears there. I want to bring this story home to you because you're doing miraculous work. Just truly miraculous. You are, you are accomplishing things that Oscar Schindler could have only dreamt about. You have rescued so many people. Uh, and God only knows what they're going to do with their lives. We also want to thank the country of Australia. They have been remarkable and they get a lot of crap for oh they're being xenophobic they just won't let people come in on their shores you know just great take a take a johnny quest boat and show up on their shores they won't do it because they're so racist are they are they because this country has opened their doors to christians from the middle east like no one else has yeah of course it's christians oh did i mention the yazidis and I believe there's a few zoonostrins that are thrown into there, too. Well, you're a racist. Okay, thank you. So um, I'll be in um, Australia. And as I was looking, going to Australia, I, you know, it's not my kind of place. I, I just, I've seen too many pictures of these giant spiders. And, you know, it could be... It could be that you don't ever see a spider when you're living in Australia, but I bet you you do. And there's giant. And as you, if you look and you like, you know, most dangerous animals of, and you put in Australia, they have not only the most dangerous uh, animals on that continent. They have the most deadly in the world. It's like most deadly spider, second most deadly spider, third most deadly spider, first most deadly snake, second most deadly. It's all of these animals. I hate snakes and I hate spiders. I hate them. And they're big and they're hairy. And I mean, like they're big, like they're a size of like the queen's dogs. I don't. Are you looking them up? Aren't you? Still? Oh my gosh! These are just. I mean, it's not even just them. There's all sorts of weird creatures right? in the country. They have the most deadly jellyfish. Ugh. They have yes, the jellyfish, snakes, water snake that could be in the water, could be uh, in the on the beach. Ugh, it's just cr- right. Oh, God, they're just this creepy. place was made to be a prison. It really was. No wonder. It was, yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, that, that who was, would want to go there? 
Now, of course, it's beautiful now. But uh, they still but, have all those spiders and snakes and jellyfish and sharks. And mm-hmm. it's like, so then I thought, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm just getting a little, I'm just getting, a, you go to a website and you look up and it's, I bet you they say the same thing about America. Go look up the, what did you just look up? Most deadly? Most dangerous animals in most Australia. Da- <laughs> look up most dangerous animals uh, in North America. In North America. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking that up. Number one, the polar bear. Well, unless I'm climbing into a cage at the zoo, I ain't seeing one. That's right. And that's why we're trying to kill them with our global warming. That's right. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Kodiak, right? Bear. Yeah. Yeah. The Kodiak, Kodiak bear. bear. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's in Alaska. <laughs> If you go to Alaska, you know exactly what you're getting into. You're like, don't they have big bears up there with huge teeth? Yeah, yeah. Once in a while, they'll come down for the trash and they'll maul some children. Okay, that's why I don't live in Alaska. Yeah, well, it's like when when Sarah Palin was, you know, they were talking about her shooting. What was it? Coyotes or wolves or something out of helicopters. Right. It's like people in Alaska are like, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's what we do. Right. (laughs) So then the third is, I think, the brown bear, right? Mm -hmm. And the brown bear, it it even says in there, yeah, but the brown bear is really afraid of people. I mean, unless you're really aggressive, they'll usually pound the ground trying to scare you away because they really don't want to attack people. Our third one, their third most dangerous is, is the most dangerous spider on earth. Ours is a bear who says, please don't mess with me. Mm. Hey, I'm over here. Don't come close to me. Right? It's called civilization. Right. That's what it's called. What? It's, so, I mean, just look at the animals. These are not problems. Brown bears, not problems. Then it's like the mountain lion. How many times have you seen a mountain lion? Really, really honestly. I've seen a mountain lion. You know where I saw them? In the mountains. That's where I saw them in the mountain. It's not like, oh, my gosh, is that a mountain lion under my sink? It's not happening. That's why to terrify Americans, you have to be like, uh, snakes on a plane. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. What about that one? What about that one? Then I think somewhere on that list is the bison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw the video this week of uh, this week. Was a nine-year-old getting hit by the bison. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here's a vanishing breed. It's not living, you know, in your wood pile. It's not hiding in the bushes on the beach. It's a bison. You can see it from a very long distance. (laughs) Here's the clue. Don't feed the bison. Most people, I guess, don't know how dangerous bison are. I Yeah, because you said that and, and acted like it was the most obvious piece of information. But like, you know, bison, they just look like fat lumps. They do. They look like they cows. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, like, that's ah. a cow. It's a fat cow. No, no. They can run 30 miles an hour. They can jump eight feet straight up in the air. That is incredible. They can go through almost any fence. You have to have deep in the ground steel posts and a steel fence to keep a bison from. Uh, they'll walk right through the normal fence. I mean, they'll get the barbed wire right in their eye and they're like, yep, doesn't bother me. I mean, these things are crazy strong. I think that bison should be our national animal. I think we should all be like bison. Just like, look, I'm just sitting around. I'm just eating all day. Okay. That's all I'm doing is eating all day. I'm minding my own business. You come to screw with me. 
I'm going to run faster, jump higher, and kill you. That is kind of our, the American profile. It right really there. is. Yeah. Look, we're all just standing around eating all day. We'll chill. We're going to do what you want to do. Totally you stay chill. over there. I'll stay over here. But That's if you right. come after me, you're in trouble. Right. I'm big. You can see me from a long distance. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I don't like people. Just stay away from me. <laughs> you know, if you wish me harm, you better be a good shot on your first try. Because I'm coming for you. I think that's a great animal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in this spirit, I started making a list like pros and cons. And I can't live in Australia because the con list is stronger than the pro. And I mean con in every way <laughs> you can possibly use it. Um, I started to make a pro and con list because I was reading about the earthquakes. And I'm thinking, why do people live there? In California. In California. Mm-hmm. Why do people live there? And so I started making a pro list. Weather. I bet you everybody says weather. The Beach Boys said California girls. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure California girls are. When I was growing up, the California girl was this fresh-faced girl, no makeup, no plastic surgery. She was was like sun-drenched natural. Yeah, I always think of it. uh, Is it Michelle Phillips? Um, Yes. From uh, Mamas and the Papas? Yes. Who's, that was a yeah. California girl. Mm-hmm. Look at California girls now. They all are breast augmented and their faces yeah. are all full back and they're like, hi, I'm a California girl. You're like, okay. So I don't even know if you can count. If you count California girls as a pro, you got to put it on the con list as well. You got the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a center of entertainment, Disney. You know, it's, it's got some okay cities. Great parks. I'm really reaching wow, here. You are I'm reaching. You parks. Right. You get to walk outside in a place with grass. Well, sometimes you have to drive to it. Right. And and that goes to my con list. Mm. Um, here's a good one. Mountains, ocean, desert, green. You get it all. Yeah. You and have, it's all within yeah. driving distance. Mm-hmm. If you're an outdoors person, it's pretty good. Not as good as Colorado. Not as good as Utah. But it's still pretty good. And uh, Traffic. Well, that's the cons. (laughs) No? Okay, so here we have cons, Mm -hmm. illegal immigrants, cost of living, Mm. crime, taxes, societal breakdown on (laughs) every front, the schools, try putting your kids in school there, the laws are insane, police trying to work there can you imagine what the stress level would be if you believe something different than all the woke around you you want to talk about the the walking dead try running a business there uh everything is pc the traffic the traffic the traffic wokeness second amendment there is no second amendment there earthquakes There's no water, but that's not because of the drought. That's because they're not smart enough to build a reservoir. Then you get to the drought. But if it's not a drought, it's mudslides. (laughs) And then when there's no drought, no mudslides, no earthquakes, you're sitting around with a bunch of people eating avocado toast. (laughs) Hippies, lack of straws. Mm. I would rather live in a den of spiders (laughs) in Australia than live in California. 
And you're buying every plastic bag if you can get your hands on it at a grocery store. You have to pay like 15 cents per bag. Ugh. How do you do it? It's such a moral challenge. It's like, do I give them the 15 cents? Then they're getting money. We're li- we, we have Ugh. so many listeners in California. I love you. I don't know how I you do, do it. I do. I don't know how. I just. You're just so brave. <laughs> you're just. You know what? You are like the pioneers. That the pioneers, they get over, you know, they get to the top of one mountain and they see all the other mountain peaks that they have to cross. And none of them say, I'm going to kill the son of a bitch who said we should climb this mountain. No. Instead, you say we can do it. I don't know how you do it, but God bless you. All right. Car Shield. Car Shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. Anybody can repair it. Your favorite mechanic, the dealership, it doesn't matter. And you don't have to write them a check and then wait for CarShield to pay you. They pay the mechanic directly. You come home and you, you're you so tired and you've worked your butt off. You're saving maybe for a vacation. You get up the next morning. You turn on your car and it says, check engine. No. That's what I like to say. It doesn't ever listen to me. No. Siri, no. Check engine. That usually means, it, you know, 500 to to 1000 maybe even a couple thousand dollars in repairs for a stupid chip that costs somebody about a dime to make. Do I sound angry and bitter? It's because <laughs> I was talking about California. Um, they also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Car Shield. They've paid out close to $2 billion in claims. Let them write the check. Let them write the check. Become a member. Car Shield. 1-800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com and use the promo code BECK and you'll save 10% off your first year. That's carshield.com. Promo code BECK. Call 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BECK. A deductible may apply carshield.com promo code beck <laughs> are we still celebrating? oh yes it's the 10 year racist anniversary yeah. the 10 year anniversary of glenn saying president obama's a racist on fox and friends yeah. this message comes in from your head writer at the time dan andros mm-hmm. who says he wants to make one thing clear and it's incredibly important that america's hear this vital truth and I can say this one with 100% certitude. I did not write that line. <laughs> that was all Glenn. Right. In the immortal words of Shaggy, it wasn't me. So there you go. Uh, people really uniting around your yes, incredible thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, this is a great way to send you off to uh, vacation. Yes. Uh, where you'll be spending a little bit of time off and you can really marinate in all you've accomplished thank here. Thank you. Thank uh, you. With all- I'm so very proud that <laughs> I was a trendsetter in calling the president a racist. What I really liked uh, earlier today, we went over this mm. and it was very clear that it wasn't that I just called Barack Obama a racist. It was that I would say that about any sitting president. president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of the underlying theme of today. <laughs> Is really? Because I don't, you know. I didn't catch that. I've, I don't know so if there was else a did. deeper let's, point to this. Maybe let's just underline it a little bit for any of the media who happen to be listening. You're all doing the same exact thing times one billion that you criticized Glenn for. Yeah. Just Remember how despicable mm-hmm. and how you said, I tore the country apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you <laughs> times a billion. <laughs> and I think a bill, you heard the, the montage of everyone calling Trump racist earlier today. A billion might be an understatement. 
crazy, isn't it? It's, it really is. It, it's crazy. They will never see their hypocrisy. Hmm. They will never see how they are tearing the country apart. They say everything that they mocked me for, they destroyed me for, said I was tearing a country apart. They're saying that, and then they follow it with a segment of, why is middle America so angry? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Shocker. <laughs> Might be because you're incredibly blind and stupid. You're listening to Glenn Beck.